0: Good evening. This is Pastor Bill here at Solid Rock Bible Church in Reno, Texas. Glad to have you with us this evening. Uh, Hope you all have had a great week. And uh, tonight, I want to bring you a little bit of a message. And I think it's something that I think at times we all go through. And I just called it going through the valleys. You know, somebody told me, said, Well, you all just call it in the valley. And uh, I said, No. I said, Because when you walk with God, you don't stay there. You just go through it, and you're out of it. And that's the truth of it. There's a psalms that I would like to share with you. Uh, it talks about a valley. And most of you probably already know where I'm going with this, but it's Psalms 23. And it's uh, I'm going to read 1 through 4. <clears throat> and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside those still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now here's where I want to go with this. It says, Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Did you notice here when we first started off, he said, yea, though, I walk through. He's walking through the valley. He don't stay in the valley. And did you notice, he said, and I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A lot of times we're in those valleys, we're not there alone. God is right there with us. His hand is on us. He's watching over us. But sometimes we go through a valley regardless of how much we love God. And as good as we try to be, but y'all have to realize too that we got an enemy out there that has come to kill, steal, and destroy, and he wants your life. He wants you to stay in the valleys. He wants to do everything he can to make you angry at God. And he wants to make you think everything is God's fault that you're going through. And I'm going to show you something again here in a minute. But there's many believers out there right now that are facing dark and difficult times in their lives. All this mess we're going through, this this virus and all that kind of stuff. It just seems, you know, people have lost jobs. They've they've just had a real rough time. And, uh, but you know, that's not going to last. And it's already kind of on its way back. And uh, it's just, uh, we just have to know that God is walking with us. If you are born again, believing Christian, God's hand is still on you. You know, and uh, we have to stop and think, You know, there's a song that says, uh, God on the mountain. Well, he may be God on the mountain, but he's still God in the valley also. He is still there with you, watching over you and taking care of you. So what we have to do is stand firm and know that he is with us and that he's working in our life, even in the darkest times. You know, God can take what the devil meant for evil and he can turn it around for your good. Many times the devil has tried to place an evil on one of God's people and God took that evil and turned it for good. And here we, we see that in the Bible, in Romans 8.28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to God's purpose. When God calls us to do something, we're going to do it because he's called us to do it, and he's going to allow us to do it, and he's going to help us do it. You know, in dark times, we are called to persevere, to stand strong. And you know, when we do this, it grows us in our faith. We're to grow in faith and not lose faith in God. God will use, a lot of times God will use hard times in our life to grow our faith in him. He grows our character, and he also grows our trust. When we put our trust in God, and we do not doubt God, there are so many things that happen in our life. God is working on our behalf. He's working in our favor. And he is going to come against an enemy. See, we as believers, we must keep our faith, and we have to resist the fear of the enemy. Fear is is not from God. God does not send fear. Fear is from your enemy. Now listen to what he says here in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not put fear in us. He did not give it to us. But he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Satan comes against you, puts fear in you. You know why he puts fear in you? To control you. That's what he does. He uses fear to scare you into submission. He uses fear to control what you do. He uses fear to try to separate you from God. And uh, But our faith in God will grow as we remember and give thanks to him for what he's already done in our lives. Just think back. When you start going through something, think back. Think about some things that you went through and how God delivered you out of them. You know, this is still the same God today that he was yesterday. And he's going to be that same God tomorrow. Matter of fact, the Bible says, for I am the Lord God and I change not. You know, but God is not wishy-washy. He does not do this, then do that. No, God is a solid rock. He is as solid as he can be and we can stand on that rock and we will not sink and we will not fall. Our faith in God will grow as we remember what he's done for us in the past. You know, what God done in the past, like I said, he'll do it again today. He said, I'll never leave you, and I will never forsake you. So he's telling us, no matter what comes against you, what you're going through, I'm right there with you, I'm watching over you, my hand is upon you. And again, right there is is another scripture that I like, and I use it a lot. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge God, and he shall direct your paths. When we trust in God, we give God the credit. You know, it says uh, right here, lean not to your own understanding. As much as we'd like to, we'll never understand everything that God does. You know, over there in Isaiah 55, he tells us, for my ways are higher than your ways. My ways are as high as the heaven. In other words, God's saying, you cannot even begin to imagine all that I can do in your life. What I can do in your life and what I will do in your life if you'll put your trust and your faith in me and not doubt me. And that's what we have to do. We have to put our faith and our trust in God. I don't care what we're going through. He can take us through it. He can bring us out of it. He can put his hedge of protection around you, and he will not forsake you. He will be there with you. You know, when we go through those dark valleys or the hard times of this life, we have to continue to seek God and to trust in Him. I want you to listen here. I was. This is one of my favorite scriptures right here. There's three of them, and they're they're all combined. But this is something that God is telling the people. He, these people are going through a rough time. And God has made them a promise. Now he promises to the Israelites. But you know, we today as his children, just like the Israelites, we are his children too. For now, if you at the Bible, what did the Bible say? For now there is no difference between the Gentile and the Jew. We are Gentiles. Matter of fact, the Jews looked at it. Anybody that was not a Jew was a Gentile. But he said, now he sees no difference through his son Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done for all of us. If if the Gentile has accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he belongs to God. So here in Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 3. Now listen to what God is promising these Israelites. And we can have and claim these promises ourselves. He said, Now, this is what the Lord says that created you. He was our creator. And He that formed you. He formed us in our mother's womb. That's what He tells us. He says, Here, listen to this. Fear not. You know, I haven't just really checked this out, but I've read several times in several good commentaries where He says, that, Fear not, or have no fear, or do not fear this, do not fear this. He said, That is in the Bible. Three hundred and sixty-five times. That's one day. That's one time for every day of the year. That we have that promise. Do not fear. We are told. Do not fear. It says, He that you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. How did he redeem us? He redeemed us through his son Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross. He says, I have called you by your name. Do you realize he knows your name? He says, You are mine. He said, I bought you with a very high price. And that high price was the death of his son, Jesus Christ. So, as believers, like I said a while ago, we are now belonging to God. We are God's children. He loves us, he cares for us, and he cares what we go through. And then here in verse 2, listen to what he says. And when, not if, but when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. You know what he was talking about? He was talking about the Egyptians. I mean, in the Egyptians, whenever the Israelites were their slaves, he said, when you pass through, he was talking about, when I open up that Red Sea and you go through it, I'm going to be right there with you. You know, he made sure every one of those Israelites got there before he closed that Red Sea back on those Egyptians. He was with them. He watched over them. And he said, and when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. Remember whenever the Israelites went into the promised land, they had to cross the Jordan River? It was at flood stage that year. It said that the walls of the river just walled up. It said, and they crossed on dry ground. He was watching over them. He says, when you go through the rivers, when you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And... Now listen to this, and when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned; neither shall the flame kindle up on you. He was talking about those Hebrew children when they got thrown in the fiery furnace because of, of their faith in him and their loyalty to him. That if they would not bow down to Nebuchadnezzar, they would not bow down to him and worship him. He wouldn't worship that statue. They was thrown into a fiery furnace. And, and he even had that fiery furnace, I think they said heated, I forgot now how many times hotter than normal. But even the, the the soldiers that were trying to throw these Hebrew children in, it said they perished because the heat was so great. And then whenever the king looked in there, he looked in over through a, an area there where he could look into that furnace. He said, did we not throw three people in there? He said, but I see four. And one of them looks like the Son of God. Do you realize when they went into that furnace, God was already in there waiting on them to protect them? God's protecting us. He's with us. Many times we go into these valleys, do you all realize that God's already there? He knows you're going to be thrown in there, just like He knew there's going to be thrown in that furnace. But He's there ready to walk with you, protect you, to keep you from being burned and going through that fire. And it says here, like I like said, and the flame shall not even kindle up on thee. When those Hebrew children come out of that fire, fiery furnace, it said they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. They were thrown in there, clothes and all, and not a thing was burned. The only thing that was burned was the ropes that bound them. That's the only thing that was burned off was those ties, those ropes that bound them and held them prisoner. That was it. God was with them. He was walking through them just like he was with Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel wasn't worried. Daniel laid right down there and went to sleep. And the king come down there to Daniel next morning and hollered. Now, he didn't want to throw Daniel in there. But he come in. He said, Daniel, Are you all right? Did your God save you? Did he protect you? Daniel, hey, king, everything's great, doing good. And all those that lied against Daniel were thrown in there. That's justice. You know, and then here in verse 3 it says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. He now tells us He's our God and He's our Savior. He's going to walk with us when we go through all these dark valleys and we go through the things that the devil's got planned for us. He said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk through it with you. I'm going to protect you. My hand is going to be upon you. You're going to come out of that. So we have to realize when we go through the valleys in this life and again, just like he said, when you do it, not if you'll do it, but you will go through valleys. Remember, what God has done for you in the past. Remember those victories He gave you and give Him thanks. Start praising Him. Say, God, I remember when You saved me from this. I remember when You was there when I went through this. Lord, and I know You're with me right now. And Lord, I have no fear, for You did not give me the spirit of fear, but that of love, power, and a sound mind. And Lord, I'm thanking You right now for that. And uh, as we are calling on Him in these valleys... You know, he's going to show us what lies ahead. You know, we don't realize this. God does not speak to us from the situation that we're in. He speaks to us from the place that he has called you to go. He's already there where he is calling you to come to. He's already there. He's waiting on you now to get there. And you have to have faith. To stand on God's word and believe that God is with you. So we have to continue to seek God always, to to want to be in God's presence, to pray to God, just to just just to be near Him. And then we have to listen real closely. We have to follow His voice out of that valley. You know where He's taking you? He's taking you to the mountaintop. He's taking you out of the valley, He's taking you to the mountaintop. And we have to remember We go through the valley, we don't stay there. Sometimes the valley is a place for us to reconnect with God, whom we may have forgotten about until we get into a situation that we have to remember Him. Don't forget about God. Remember God, love God, serve God. Sometimes He'll force us into the valley to wake us up that we need Him. Many times when things are going real good, no problems, nothing happening, everything just great, how many of us ever stop just to sit down, maybe say, Lord, thank you that everything is going good. Thank you, everything is great. No, most times we don't even think about God. We don't even remember to give Him praise. We don't even open up our Bible. A lot of times, everything's going so good sometimes we don't even go back to church. We're not even in church. My friends, people, don't make God send you to the valley to reconnect with Him, to make you remember Him. Remember God because He loves you. All the things that He's done for you. He don't want you to go into that valley, but sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it has to wake us up to realize I have forgotten about God. I hadn't prayed in a while. I hadn't even given God thanks. God hadn't even crossed my mind. With all the love God's got for you, He will still use adversity to bring you back to Him. Just give God praise, remember Him, love Him. Get into church on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings if they if, if they got church going right now. But come in and worship God. And when you come into that church, just I've, I've I've often asked the people when you come in, if you would go straight down to the altar, fall on your knees, ask God's presence to be there that day, ask God to be His presence be in that church. Ask God to to give me that message that He wants you to hear. When we come in and we welcome God into this place, that's one of the surest ways that His presence is going to be in there with you. Invite Him to come in to your service. Invite Him to be there. Invite the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to walk around in that church speaking to people, telling them the things that they need to hear, waking them up. My friend, God loves us with all his heart. But sometimes it's just like a parent. Sometimes we get it kind of a little out of control. We don't do what what our parents told us to do and they have to punish us. God's our Father. He loves us. Sometimes He has to get our attention to get us back to Him. Don't let that happen. Stay in His presence through prayer, through praise, through loving Him, reading His Word. That's something every one of us need to do is make it a habit of reading some of His Word every single day. Get God's Spirit back where it belongs. Get that Spirit back with you Get that spirit back in the church. And you know, it's up to us if God's spirit is here or not. We have to invite it. We have to welcome it. We have to want it. And I'll guarantee you, when you do that, God will show up. And you're going to be very surprised what will happen. Signs, miracles, and wonders will follow John. will follow God and where he goes. So I'm going to close out right now, but this is just something I felt like that we're overlooking, and that's inviting the presence of God in our lives. And sometimes that's why some of us are in the valleys, because he took us to that valley hoping to reconnect with us. Don't have to go to the valley to reconnect with God. Do it now, in his house, through your prayer, through reading his scripture through, and, and, and just loving him and thanking him for everything he's done in your life and what he's going to do. He's not through with you. He's got things he wants to do in your life. So if you would, I want to thank you tonight for being here, for listening, but this was just something that was on my heart and on my mind. And I wanted to share it. And uh, so if you would, I'm going to ask you if you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are going through some things right now and you feel like, I'm down in that valley, I'm in those hard places, well, I want you to know God wants to bring you out of them. But you need to come to God. You need to come to God. You need to forsake that enemy, get him out of your life, because he cares nothing about you. It's just like John 10 10 says. For Satan came but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then on the other hand, Jesus says, Yes, but I have come that you may have life and have it in an abundance. That's what Jesus wants. So now you make your choice. You you want Jesus or you want the valleys? If you have never accepted Jesus, I'm going to ask you right now to invite him into your heart, receive him, And I want you to get into a good Bible teaching church and get that Holy Spirit in you. Just be Spirit-filled. You'll never regret it. So if you would, I'm going to pray. If you would, would you pray along with me? Father God, I know I'm not perfect. I know I've made a lot of mistakes. But Lord, your word says, for whomever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling upon your name right now. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you to come into the life of my family. Turn our lives around, God. We're having a hard time. But Lord, I know you can change everything. And Lord, I need you in my life. And Lord, I'm asking you to change my life, to forgive me, and to be a part of my life. If you have said this, do you realize that Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has now entered into your life? He wants to work in you. You're now saved. If something happened to you right now, you'd be in heaven. This could be the greatest day of your life. This could be the greatest day of your life. Because like I've always said, and I mean it with all my heart, we are not promised tomorrow. We've only got this time that we have right now. That's it. And he says when, when Jesus comes back, he'll come back like a thief in the night when you least expect it. A lot of people say, oh man, I'm in great health. Everything's going good. I don't have to worry about dying right now. What about a car wreck? What about all kinds of accidents that happen? Yeah, you know, I know a lot of young people have said, oh, I've got a full life ahead of me. I'm still young. Like I've said before, walk through the cemetery, Look at some of the dates on those two stones and look and see how young some of those people are that's laying in the grave right now. Don't let it be you. The body will be there, but the spirit will be in heaven. Because the word says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. You'll go immediately to heaven and be with Jesus Christ. So again, thank you for being here tonight. I hope you've prayed the prayer. If you have never accepted Jesus... I hope you have tonight. And please, find you a good Bible teaching church. Get in it. And get filled with the Spirit. You'll never regret it. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. God bless each and every one of you. I hope to see you next week. And in the meantime, may God's hedge of protection be around you and His blessings upon you. May His face shine upon you. And I pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. See you all next week.